listening to the podcast 82488. And sometimes I wondered whether I would ever turn those pages into a novel. The thought made me feel ashamed. I felt shameful to be so unartistic and self-obsessed to not want to invent richly fictional characters. I felt shameful to write a whole book about Yvonne. And that was a selection from today's novel, Either Or, by author Elif Batyuman. Page 8 was just the image of the glass splintering irretrievably in all directions, the blob of milk spreading over the dingy tiles like a diabolical hand. Spilled milk, Svetlana sighed. Sometimes I wish my subconscious would be a little more original. I wanted to hear more about it, but Svetlana was already thinking less about Belgrade than about the wilderness, where she had just come back from being a leader on a freshman pre-orientation program. I kept forgetting about the existence of the freshman pre-orientation programs. In addition to the outdoors one, there was an arts one and a community service one where you built houses for underprivileged people. You had to pay extra to do them, even the one where you built houses. So it had never occurred to me to apply. But Svetlana had done the outdoors one as a freshman and had had a profound experience that was related to the sublime. Listening to Svetlana talk, I fluctuated between believing that something really good had happened to her and experiencing a profound sense of alienation. She described the intense relationships that she had formed with boring-sounding freshmen through trust exercises, games, and activities that had been devised over the years for just this purpose. She didn't seem disturbed, as I would have been, by the ideas that this was an experience designed for you to make you feel a certain way. An increasingly important role was played in Svetlana's narration by our co-leader, Scott. Each group had two leaders, a guy and a girl. I understand that it must have been exciting to have a shared mission with a guy requiring coordination and discussions and responsibility. At the same time, there was something sinister about everyone being really into this camping-themed mom-and-dad dress-up. Did I only feel that way because my parents were divorced? Scott, who was into bluegrass and zen, sounded like the kind of guy who... Page 24, don't leave me alone, was what I, too, was afraid of. And maybe not just me, but everyone. I glanced around the waiting room, taking in various paintings of sailboats. The boy two chairs over from me was leaning down in his chair with his legs stretched out. His backpack had fallen over on the floor in front of him and looked like it had been shot. 
Something about the scene made me wonder whether that poem and all the other poems and the rest of the newspaper and maybe other newspapers were an expression of suffering that it was obscene to print and publish and distribute and read. Well, that's just it. I thought you didn't just write down a raw cry of suffering. It would be boring and self-indulgent. You had to disguise it, turn it into art. That's what literature was. That was what required talent. It made people want to read what you wrote, and then they would give you money. My financial aid officer, Bob, said that discrepancies involving my mother's reported assets were interfering with my federal loan eligibility. He showed me a credit report that said that my mother had taken out a mortgage on a home in Louisiana. The credit report seemed to be written in a way that was deliberately confusing, but eventually I understood what had happened. The reporting agency had confused my mother and my stepmother, who shared the same first name and also the same last name. My mother still used her married name because it was on all her scientific papers. My stepmother's middle name even started with the same letter as my mother's maiden name. It's kind of a funny coincidence, I said, because their name isn't actually that common. I mean, it's not a super common Turkish name. Bob looked like he was in pain. So you're saying that Nuran M. Karadag and Nuran M. Karadag are two different people? I felt sorry for him. Every time I saw this guy, I ruined his day. Page 88. Little they disclosed of him, whoever he was, an English language writer with the name Kazuo Ishiguro. How compassionate and imaginative of him to write novels about either super English sounding people living in a country house in England in the 1990s who could not have been named Kazuo Ishaguro or super Japanese sounding printmakers in Osaka in the 1940s who could not have written a novel in English. Ishiguro wrote first person, but the narrator was always unreliable, i.e. crazy or ignorant, and different from the author. What discipline, what lack of pride. All I was ever trying to do when I wrote, I realized, was to show how much I saw and understood. All my feelings and dauntedness were summed up by a quote on the cover of An Artist of the Floating World. Good writers abound, good novelists are very rare. Kazuo Ishiguro is not only a good writer, but also a wonderful novelist. The New York Times book review. It was what I had been counting on in order to get out my sense of being a good writer. My stomach sank with the knowledge of how wrong I had been. The whole time everything had been happening with Ivan, I had always been writing about it in my notebook or on the computer, and sometimes I wondered whether I would ever turn those pages into a novel. The thought made me feel ashamed. 
I felt shameful to be so unartistic and self-obsessed to not want to invent richly fictional characters. I felt shameful to write a whole book about Ivan. What if he found out? For some reason, I found myself remembering how my mother and I used to laugh about Mommy Dearest, a book written by Joan. The end. Either or by Elif Batuman. Eight, two, four, the word eighty.